a great product fits right into one category at least in the beginning the advantage of it is focus when you know which category you are in when you know your competitors when you know your market actually you have a better chance of putting together a solution that improves the status quo because you know your market, you know your category, you know your competitors, you know which customers or which companies are buying in this category. So already your go-to-market fit plan is written for you. Bonanza Growth Podcast. Innovation, strategy, and UX for SaaS. Bonanza Studios is a growth consultancy for SaaS and fintech startups. Every SaaS business needs to fight in three different battles. First, product market fit. Discovering a growing marketing and designing a compelling and undeniable solution to meet that demand. Second, product-led growth. Turning your product into a growth vehicle by leveraging outcome-driven UX design. And third, creative marketing and organic brand building. If you're looking for a reliable partner to drive growth, check out our website at bonanza-studios.com Today I like to talk about one of the key characteristics of a great product and that is a great product fits right into one category and improves the status quo. So some of the great examples of a great product right now is, for example, Calendly. Calendly from the beginning till now, if you pay attention, if you go to time machine and look at all their hero page from the beginning to now they have been only claiming about we are going to help you with easy scheduling easy scheduling could be one product capability in a bigger product for example hopspot as well offer easy scheduling as well as their marketing suite their sales suite but at the core of what calendly does and at the core that what calendly does much better than the other is easy scheduling a great product fits right into one category at least in the beginning the advantage of it is focus when you know which category you are in when you know your competitors when you know your market actually 
you have a better chance of putting together a solution that improves the status quo because you know your market, you know your category, you know your competitors, you know which customers or which companies are buying in this category. So already your go-to-market fit plan is written for you. When you are thinking about getting to your product market fit, you need to have three components in place. First, founder market fit. The founding team, they need to be able to solve that problem to offer a solution to that market in ways no other founding team could. So that's the first component of product market fit. The second component is problem solution fit. Have you identified a blatant, important need of your market that you can also introduce a very, very compelling solution that offers something that no other competitors could deliver, that problem solution fit. You need that because that generates revenue for you. But on top of it, you need to have a go-to-market plan, go-to-market strategy. I always say that a mediocre, not mediocre, an average product with a great distribution is better than a great product than suboptimal distribution. Not that the great product wouldn't succeed, but the time to success will be questionable versus an average product with a great distribution, right? So to get to your product market fit, you need to have these three components in place. When you are competing in a defined, clear category, when you know your competitors, when you know your market, when you know what type of companies are buying in this category, automatically you have a much better understanding of your go-to-market strategy versus a situation you are competing in multiple categories. And that's what differentiates a good founder, in my opinion, than a bad founder. A founder with great instinct, with, uh, with a healthy level of humility, knows that although they need to be ambitious, they should pick their first move in a very calculated way, enduring healthy level of risk. So the best bet to start to found a new company is to compete in a category that is known, defined. There are competitors already offering, so you're, you can apply your, <clears throat> then you can apply your creativity to elevate the game and offer something that competitors can't. 
And this is some of my work with our clients. Often they come to us, founders are very driven, ambitious. They want to solve the world problems. So my task here is to just bring them down on the earth, ground them and break it down for them that all your ideas are noble, grand, but you are sitting in between four, three, two categories. And here's how total addressable market in each categories are. Here are competitors per category. Here are the key future sets that you need to be able to offer under each category to be able to be competitive. And with a sim simple calculation, that will take you between one to two years to get to a level that you can compete. Your best bet would be to pick one of these categories. I've done my research. I think you, can, you should start with this category. This is not an easy conversation to be had. And I've had several conversations like this in the past four years. It's really difficult. It's a push and pull. Often at the end of the day, as a consultant, I have to respect the founder instinct, that gut feeling. But it's very key to know that the founders I've seen that went down the path of success and achieve each investment milestone, they really started small. They really started with a great focus. They picked one category and really owned up to it. Another great example of a startup that started in one category is Loom, video recording. It does that really well. It could be very well like tap into different categories, but total addressable market of just video recording, screen recording is big enough for them to say, you know what, we could just compete in this category, become a dominant player and keep offering new experiences that customers appreciate, customers see value in them. And that would be enough of a market for us to compete in. Another great example of it is Miro, is a digital workspace. It could offer you different uh, it, could ta it could tap into different categories as well. But what they're trying to get right constantly is to improve their digital workspace experience. Because as soon as you diversify into new categories, you lose focus of the dominant category that you started with. So it's a very strategic decision to be made how you begin and how you continue. Zoom, for example, video calls. But now you look into the Zoom, Zoom offer you messaging as well. Zoom offer you calendar. I think 
they roll out their email component as well. That's a strategic decision to be to be had. Zoom is big enough of a company right now that they could think about diversification. But what is very true is diversification comes at the risk of losing focus of your main category. So the 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 art of it's an art, it's a science of choosing one category and how you play your cards in the long term is an art and science that every entrepreneur, every founder needs to master. There is no one fit all type solution. Company by company, founder by founder um, is different. Maybe a company managed to raise a massive round that allowed them to compete in several categories, but maybe it's founder awareness and presence that consolidate all their team's effort around one category and say, you know what we're going to do from now till forever, easier scheduling. I hope uh, this short episode again was useful for you. This is a big topic that I am dealing with on a daily basis. And um, let me know what you think. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. More than happy to hear your thoughts on this episode. Until the next one, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode. For more information, go to bonanza-studios.com.